0: That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code staple two 0
1: There'd be a lot of poop in my hands. <laughs> i seen a six-foot alligator go swinging through the air <laughs> and slam into a tree. These guys are the scientists of the supernatural. Lecturers leaving lessons for inquiring laymen. They are applying the scientific method to a world that baffles science. They are... The cryptids of the core. But who else has big black wings and red eyes? Um, Batman. Oh, Mothman. Oh yeah, Mothman. A great white shark was stolen. Oh, someone stole a shark? I got stuff for you you don't even know about.
0: She's a witch. She turned me into a newt.
2: Who knows? Anything could be possible. Anything could be possible.
1: It's really big. Mm-hmm. Abduction vibes. Holy moly! It sounds like you are abducted. And it just stood up. I mean, it just like kept going and going. And she goes, what the?
2: Boom Laka.
1: Welcome back to Cryptids of the Corn podcast. And I'm here to talk to you about manifestation. Some of you will get that joke. Some of you won't. I am the great and powerful mystery.
2: And I'm Jay Clone, 61 Ooh. Very important number for today's episode. Is it? Yeah. Yes, indeed. All right, so before... Maybe you'll get it later. Shh. I don't... I'll address it at the end.
1: Okay, thank you. Because uh, I won't remember. Uh, yeah, so it's another listener-submitted episode. So remember, guys, you can either use the speaker pipe link and do a voicemail or just email us your encounter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's what our our special guest did today, Yes, emailed his encounter, but we'll get to that in a second. Before we get to that, we have a special announcement. So it's kind of an early special announcement, but once again, so we're kind of doing this where, you remember, all the way back in season two, for the debut of season three, we had you guys select the sound bits that we used for our new intro. Now, we want to update it for season five, which is, I think, going to be...
2: 50 episodes
1: away, Roughly. I mean, it's it's early next year. Well, yeah. I think January, February, you know, somewhere in there. So we need you guys to start saving sound bits. And what I want you to do is you have to tell me the episode and the timestamp of start and stop and then what we say. So, like, it, it, say it's right at the end of an episode. It's an hour, uh, one hour, 15 minutes. And then we say, booyah, dog, or whatever. <laughs> uh, booyah, dog. Yeah, using that as an example. Yeah. Uh, so that's the way when I go back through, I can find it easier. Uh, But yeah, so all you got to do is email us, message us or something like that with that. Uh, And how we do is everybody that we use their sound clip for the new season five intro will get a special prize sent to them. Now, how that rule works is you have to be the first one to submit that sound bit because we had this happen last time where like people, some people submitted the same sound bit like not the same people submitted it, different people submitted the same sound bit like five times. Yeah, it goes to the first person to submit that sound bit. Right. So just because you hear the sound bit we use and you didn't get a prize, that maybe what happened is that you know you were the second or third person to submit the same sound bit. It can be anywhere from any of our episodes, all the way right. back from episode one, season one, to the more recent. We want a good mix of old stuff and new stuff.
2: So if you're a new listener and you want to you know help influence our show or change the intro a little bit, every time you see a, or listen and you hear a nice little sound bit that you just enjoyed, thought was funny or you liked. Just write down the timestamp and email it to us or contact us somehow with it. Instagram, Facebook, you yeah. know, whatever you got to do. Email is we'll...
1: probably the best because I can just hit star and it goes in its own little folder. Right, yeah. So let's do
2: that. And we'll have a fun little new intro come season five for you guys to enjoy. Heck, you'll want a t-shirt or something. Yeah, we might We might even sign it. No, we I will. If you really want. If you want us to, we'll do it. We'll, we'll do whatever.
1: Up. Yeah. I don't know where I'd sign on a t-shirt, though. I don't know. Maybe I'll just spit on it and sit in, put it in the
2: box. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gross.
1: All right. Now, let's get to them eating the potatoes this episode.
2: All right. So, this is our new Wednesday kind of format episode we started this season. Where we like we said at the top of the show, we're doing listener submissions. So, this one comes from our very close personal friend of the show now, uh, Preston. Uh, Preston's been on our Patreon for quite for a, a long time. For quite a while now. Number one
1: backer for the documentary. Oh, yeah. Uh, he, if, you need a, if you need a war fact,
2: that's the guy. They, he's very much the guy. And a big contributor to our uh, Facebook show as
1: well too. Oh, on he's, he's always in all the stuff. Uh, no, yeah, big We've member had... of our Discord group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Preston has a big part in this show. His uh, he has probably my my probably my favorite picture on Discord for his description, like his little. Oh, nice! It's uh, Benito Hitler.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, uh, you just want me to jump into this? Yeah. So, Preston gave us two encounters. He has a bigfoot one. We're going to start with. And then we'll give our thoughts. And he has a paranormal or more strange happenings one. Then we'll give our thoughts.
2: All right. So we'll start with Preston's Bigfoot encounter. So Preston sent this to our email at Crips of the Corn podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So here we go. So Preston writes To give an idea of where I lived at the time, I live in Georgia, although it's the 10th most populated state in the Union. There are plenty of places where you have to drive 45 minutes to an hour to get to the nearest city. And so, very similar, you know, very relatable to us up in Ohio. I lived in a small community called Villano. I hope I said that right. So, residents of Villano, don't crucify me. It's a place that has a Dollar General and a gas station with farms everywhere um, and woods, thick woods. Very similar to our town. With the Dollar Journal and a gas station all. All right. We lived about 10 minutes from the intersection that made up Villano. In the sticks, as people say. I believe it was afternoon that day that we had two ponds on our property of roughly 17 acres. I went outside to play in the woods we lived in or jump into that paddle boat that we had. I was... I was looking where I was walking. Like always, we have to always watch where we step due to rattlesnakes and others out there. We do it at home so you don't step in any of the dog poo in the yard. Yeah. Uh, when I get a sense to look across up, when I get a sense to look up across the property, I was maybe twenty yards from the house, and the lake was another twenty-five away. There was a grass pasture. Wait, there a grass pasture? I can't re- understand this. They're a grass pasture, a lake. Okay, now I understand. There needs to be commas in here. Okay, so let's try this one more time. There, a grass pasture, a lake, and then a whole property is surrounded by woods. The other side to the woods is probably two and a half football fields away. So we got the grass, the lake, and then the woods beyond the lake. Um, it was not till I started listening to to y'all that I remembered I realized what, what this could have been still not 100% sure to this day there at the tree line stood something or someone and I felt true fear for the first time I believe I thought I was someone on the pro- I thought it was someone on the property so I ran home I was home alone I believe we did not have a gun that I knew that I knew where it was so I grabbed my Daisy BB gun which I thought could scare someone if they saw it and if I pumped it um, good. A face shot would hurt like hell, <laughs> which yes, very much so. It would hurt very bad if it was just a person. By the time I got back to st- out, say about five minutes had gone by. I walked to where I was standing. It was grabbing a tree with a bend in the trunk. While we stared at each other for a few seconds, at the time I was around twelve years old. I remember, I remember it hold that bend at its head level. I could not touch, touch it even if I jump. I never saw or heard anything around my house. And this was in broad daylight, which is why I was so unsure about it, if it was if it was a real encounter. So that was his full Bigfoot encounter. So he's seen this thing just, I guess, on the other side of the pond in the woods, staring at him. But bending this tree, kind of hiding behind it, it sound like. And just like Bigfoot do, just kind of seemed to observe and watch you.
1: How old did he say he was?
2: Uh, he says around 12 years old this time.
1: Yeah, it's very Bigfoot-like to watch kids. Yeah. And uh, like...
2: It's very, it very fits. Uh, it checks a lot of boxes. We, we, you know, we've talked about when it comes to, you know, just like I would say a Bigfoot story like this, where it's just a very minor encounter happens very fast. But w- what he's describing and a lot of the qualities seems to overlap with a lot of other stories oh, big, of similar nature. A lot
1: of Bigfoot behavior, especially just watching like kids in general,
2: right? And uh, and if they know what guns are, I mean, seeing that BB gun, yeah, he probably. Okay, I should probably move along after this for a little bit. And I got it pretty good. I don't know if I told it in the story, but did I ever tell you about when my friend shot himself in the foot with a what was a pellet gun, not a BB gun? They, uh, my friend, where's that? My, we were probably at the same tra- age as Preston at the time. Um, like he said, he thought the BB gun would at least enough to scare him or at least a shot in the face would hurt. Um, my friend uh, had a pellet gun and uh, he convinced my, it was at my friend's birthday party. We were probably 12 at this time. And he found his pellet gun, so he's holding it on his bed, just looking at it. And my friend's like, hey, I dare you to shoot yourself in the foot with that. He's like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing it. He's like, oh, come on. It was, this was the line that got him. He says, just pump it once and shoot yourself in the foot. He's like, no, I'm not doing it. He's like, I could throw that thing faster, and that thing could shoot it in one pump. Complete lie. He made that up. So my friend pumped it once, and he's, I, you can see the gears turning in his head like, hey, you're probably right. This won't hurt. So he just aims the gun right at his foot. Shoots it immediately, starts rolling on the ground. Just roll all he had on his foot was not a shoe, but just a sock. So he's rolling on the ground, grabbed his foot, rolling around, peels the sock off. And there's just like this perfectly quarter size, like you can see where it's right in the dead center. It's already bruising, but the whole outside around it was like white as a ghost. <laughs> and he's like, it's not bleeding, but. And then like 10 minutes later, his whole foot is just bruised up so bad. And he was like on the ground crying, rolling around. But it was the the line, I can throw that thing faster. And he just froze up, paused, and shot himself in the foot. But that, yeah, that's what his BB gun reminded me of. But yeah, like we were saying, like uh it it's a very rural area, a place with water, a, a kid to observe. It's very big footy. Very big footy. Whether or not that's what it was, but something to at least bend a tree over. It
1: does seem very like classic Bigfoot behavior, especially around kids and stuff like that.
2: And he was alone, he thinks, at least from what he can recall, he was alone, and just adds even more to it like that. It's very possibly could have been what he thinks he might have saw.
1: Now before we move on, let's do our ad break.
2: Oh yeah. So let's enjoy this quick little ad. A whale surfaces. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wrong
2: wrong button. button. Let's go with that uh, red one at the top there.
1: I have to edit now. So let's go to our ad break. <laughs> All right, we're back. Oh, my gosh. That was funny. Should I leave it in or should I edit that all out? I
2: think just leave it all in.
1: I may edit it all out, but leave that last little bit of, so they have no idea what I edited out. Okay, gotcha. Either way, that was funny. A little, a little hiccup in the studio, but, you know. Spencer almost got a second debut. <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, professional podcasters. So that's Preston's Bigfoot story. Um, if you have any comments or would like any more from Preston about this story, you know, Leave us a comment on either this episode or wherever on our Facebook page if you want to add more to it or
1: uh, wherever corn is found.
2: Hopefully I, I don't have any hiccups trying to read this next.
1: I know it's not so easy reading, is
2: it? Well, some of this stuff I guess I should have proofread and Oh huh. Yes. When there's no commas and stuff, it's hard to get the it's just hard to get the flow going. Being
1: very racist against Preston. So,
2: so now let's jump into Preston's paranormal experience. <clears throat> so, I'm going to start that right now. Okay. So, Preston writes To preference this over the last several years, years, I have a roller coaster of things happening in my family. I won't go into details as it's private, but it's been going on for years. Last year, though, it became very terrifying. While I have never seen firsthand paranormal things like moving items and things of the and things of the like, my mom has seen some things and showed, wait, my mom has seen some things and showed, and I am a believer in this stuff. This took place after a very long weekend of work. At the time I worked Monday or Sunday, Monday, Friday, Saturday. I think it would be better if he just wrote Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Don't pick on him. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's confusing. So we worked Sunday, Monday, Friday, Saturday of the week. But this week, I had to work Thursday as well. So Thursday through Sunday was all 12-hour-plus days back-to-back, back and Monday was no different. As well as I was so tired, I got pulled over by a cop because I missed a stop sign due to me being so tired. I've done that before many a times. Um,
1: I'll tell you my that story here in a minute. Okay. My worst one.
2: Over the last few months, I have had very bad sleep problems and can't stay asleep, and I don't know how to phase this without sounding crazy, but there were several days where I would wake up thinking I was somewhere else or supposed to be somewhere else, and as a different person entirely, it got so bad that I was at a friend's house when the next morning I woke up thinking, where am I? I did not know who I was, and it's hard to explain this, but it took my friend walking into the room and talking to me to break me out of that. It all accumulated into this Monday. Over the past couple nights, I could feel someone climbing into my bed as I was about to fall asleep. Not just a single press into the mattress, but on step, then another, then another, and then another until it reached me. At this point, I was about to fall asleep, And was too tired to actually move. I do remember that first time it happened. I turned over to look out and saw nobody there. Then when I rolled back over, I felt it again. But that Monday was very different. It grabbed me. Not violently, but it did grab me. I vaguely remember it like a hug. And then immediately fell asleep. I don't remember if I dreamed that night or what. But I do know it was not a great night of sleep mainly because during that night I seemed to roll over and was facing away from the wall, which is how I normally sleep. That time I was awake because I felt, again, something climb into my bed. I could feel the bend in the mattress as it seemed to sit there and not move on the opposite side of the bed. So I rolled over to see what it was. I remember looking straight at something. It looked human, but just in shape. It looked as though it had a hoodie on. No face, lying on its side, pitch black inside, with a, with a lighter tone to mark the shape. I just stared at it. As it lay there, I'm not sure if, I was, if it was arms, but my memory says, if it had arms, I think is what he meant to write, but my memory says it did, but not sure if my brain just filled in the gaps or what. Fear is all I felt that night. Not five seconds after we were staring at each other, when I fell back asleep suddenly, this happened like three or four times at night. I still have many nightmares about it from time to time, and never felt comfortable going back to sleep each night, especially when I start talking about uh, start talking about it. Weird enough, after that week, all my sleep issues seemed to stop, mostly besides my fear of falling asleep after seeing it. And that's that's pretty. That's all he wrote. He has a little thing if he needs to clear stuff, just he'll call in and do it. But that's his whole story there. Very. Uh, what do you got? What do you think? <laughs> Well, it almost reminds me of uh, now the sleep things kind of reminds me of having like a sleep paralysis at times Uh, because I've had uh, I've had some a couple sleep paralysis moments that I can that I can recall still because they were more recent. But I've had them throughout my life, like just little moments. You don't really remember them the full detail of them, but the most recent ones I had kind of is similar to the where he said he felt someone sitting on the edge of his bed and i've had uh moments where i fell asleep sitting in my living room kind of i was sitting up against i was sitting on my floor leaned up against my couch i can't remember what i was doing but i was just exhausted i remember sitting down and slaying my head back on the couch and dozing off but i could still remember being awake enough to where i could he- actively hear somebody walking downstairs mouse and actively hear them walking up the stairs and it was like looking through a fog i could kind of see i knew where i was sitting but i couldn't I couldn't physically, like, move anything. I couldn't physically open my eyes, um, but but it's weird. But I could also see the room, and I remember I kept looking over at my doorway to see, watch the person that was – I could definitely hear coming up the stairs, getting ready for them to see who it was. But it was weird. I couldn't – and then I was kind of self-aware of where I was. I never did actually see anybody, but I could, I could remember, like, trying to physically open my eyes or trying to physically yell out, like, who was there, but I, nothing would come out. Nothing would come out, and then it was just like all of a sudden I just snapped out of it and like woke up, and it was just the weirdest feeling because I was like there but I wasn't there. I don't know how to describe it. And then another time I was actually laying in my bed, and I f- didn't. I it's weird. I didn't feel anybody sitting on my bed, but I I could. My room is pitch black. There's no windows in there, but I could feel uh almost like somebody sitting in there with me in the room, and uh but I was still asleep. It was it was odd. So I was, like, dreaming I was in my own room, and I felt somebody in there with me. And then I seen this little orange light, and it was, like, hovering around the top of my bed and then hover around the wall right behind me. Like, just this orange light, orange light hovering, and I could see it there, and I was watching it, and I didn't know what it was. But then I snapped out of it, and I actually woke up and sat up in my bed. I was still in my bed where I was dreaming. Pitch black. I looked around. There's no light or nothing.
1: Every day that you open your mouth... I'm more convinced that you're abducted <laughs> by aliens. I'm just telling you what I remember. I have never ever heard like the sleep paralysis with a moving light. The this is what this is what I it's almost 100 always stationary the light. Uh, this one I
2: was moving up and down my wall. It was moving around.
1: Yeah, it was, it was going under my pillow and back above. Going in your body is what and, was happening.
2: I don't know what it was going on, but I but I remember sitting up and I remember sitting up like kind of scared. But then looking around, like, okay, I'm just in my black room. There's nothing in here. I'm looking around for this light and nothing. And I'm like, that was just weird. Okay, I was dreaming. I was having a weird dream. So I laid back down, immediately fell back asleep, and I started seeing the orange light again.
1: Oh, my gosh. And I really start, abducted.
2: I started seeing it again. And then this time, this time I'm convinced in my dream that I am still awake, and I'm, like, kind of freaking out. And I'm like, okay, there it is. I see it. Like, what's it, like what is it Like, What's it doing? What's it doing? And I'm convinced I'm awake in my room because I was just awake. And then immediately snapped out of it again. I woke up again, and I was still in my room. And I'm like, what is going – like, why is this thing freaking me out? So I ended up just getting up out of my room. I went to my living room. I think I was up for the rest of the day. But I just thought those two instances – and this was probably like five or six months ago. This wasn't long ago when I remember this happened. What? Yeah. I mentioned it a little bit the one day to you, but it was – of imp- I think we were talking about it on like crypticine coffee for a second, but no, then I forgot about talking about it. But, but yeah, like it really did happen. Like I swear, swear in my life, everything. I believe you because yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure you're abducted.
2: But I just think, I just think it was in that state. And I always have like the weirdest dreams when, uh, you know, when you wake up super in the morning and it's like an hour before yeah, your alarm, you wake up
1: on the uh, examining table of an alien, ship. not like yeah, that. We've no. all been there when you
2: wake up like an hour before your alarm is supposed to go off and you yeah. know you wake up and uh, you mean, look at your Alta clock. Centauri. yeah. And then you look at your clock and you're like, "Ah, oh, I still got time. So you roll back over and you immediately fall back asleep and you have like the craziest dreams. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I attributed it to is just having this weird.
1: Not alien drugs.
2: No, I just think I was just, I was consciously awake and then immediately fell back asleep. And my brain was still like shifting back and forth. Like, am I still fully awake? Am I not? I think it was in that kind of weird state of. Are
1: they st- they're still like your hair or something like that. They're what? They're still like your hair or something like that. That's why you went bald. Maybe. Why do you got all the weird bruises on your arm always? This is from cutting it on chain-link
2: fence. I was lifting someone over it, and the top of it cut my arms up. Yeah, it got me good.
1: Wait. When were you lifting somebody over a chain-link fence? When I was
2: in Massachusetts. A ball went over the fence, and I wasn't about to walk all the way around, so I lifted a kid up over it and plopped them on the other side of the fence so they could go at the ball, then they jump back over and lift them back over. So when I lifted them over... To drop them on the other side, the top of it just cut my arm to shreds.
1: But it's better now. Just letting you talk. Sometimes it just
2: you ask questions. I'm just answering.
1: I know, I know, I know. So back to Preston. Yeah, back. Not to about Preston. you being abducted by aliens. So like when he's talking about very like, sleep paralysis. He uh, in my mind, yeah, it would really be the defining character would be if he was able to move or not. True, yeah, true. But just him. It's that thing of physically
2: feeling it, like it's. But I believe him, though. He might not have been in sleep process. He's probably still awake. and Because I also, another listener of the show, uh, I think I mentioned him before or talked about it, about him having like a that same experience, but not being a person, being a cat. And he's felt the cat jump up on his bed, oh, yeah. walk across, and where he turns around, there's nothing there. But he experienced it multiple times where he felt, the jump of a cat jump on his bed, and he could feel the feet walking across his bed and just plant itself near him. And then, but when he looks over there, is just nothing there at all. You know, it could be a sign of somebody visiting you. You know, a, a spirit energy, a past family member, loved one. Who knows? It could be something more nefarious. I don't know, but I think maybe his encounter too, just uh, or his his experience with it could uh, explain whether it's you know good, bad, or neutral. Cause I don't know when it comes to these things, but yeah, it's very, it's kind of a combination of both those. Like it could be sleep paralysis. It could be something visiting him. Um, but you know, quite wild experiences, especially when, uh, but I guess the biggest difference is him visually seeing it visually. Cause I, like I said, I never physically seen any of the things that I felt during pre- sleep paralysis felt or heard or sensed, you know, walking towards me or feeling coming towards me. Um, he had physically seen like what he called like someone in a hoodie. Ooh, I don't know how I'd feel about that. That's that's kind of another a whole another level, especially when it stopped. It, like, yeah,
1: it'd have holes in it if I could move.
2: Oh yeah, for sure, the judge would have made an mm-hmm. appearance, I'm sure. But it it is odd that it stopped after. Now wh- whether that's somebody like stopped either maybe that thing just stopped vis visiting him, or it maybe it was. Or you
1: threw away the cursed item.
2: Yeah, maybe it, it cleansed him, or. Maybe it was his own like internal issues that was keeping him up for some maybe subconscious reason, and then physically showed itself to him. I don't know. And then he's seeing it and seeing it off. Like maybe it was just saying its goodbyes to him. Like past trauma he's letting go of. Who knows? How these things manifest
1: or weird. Work. It's always weird. Anything it is what shadow people's weird.
2: It is, yeah. But very interesting nonetheless. and I think like this is a story, a, a lot more people have experiences that they do oh, not yeah. talk about. So like with Preston, if you' got stories, please share them with us because I think the more we get out there,
1: mm-hmm. Cribs the corn podcast at gmail.com yeah, or the speaker pipe link, which we like the speaker pipe link. We like listening to you guys. And it's easier because Jay doesn't. Jay likes to make fun of me for reading until <laughs> he gets handed the iPad.
2: Yeah, it's it's tough, guys. It's tough to read oh, sometimes, it is, huh? On the spot. No, you're getting you're getting better. I just, I just
1: make up the words. I, I know. Yeah,
2: I noticed. You just gotta plow through it. Plow through it. Just pretend like you don't make mistakes. Professional podcasters. Every
1: time a snow pile hits a mailbox, they don't stop. Nope,
2: they just keep on rolling. Like, I was already
1: broken when I was here.
2: Right. Exactly. They did that. Sna- There's still more snow. It needs plowed. We got to keep no more rolling. Snow
1: needs plowed. Well, thank you, Preston. Uh, very uh, amazing encounters.
2: Yeah, thanks for sharing this with us. We appreciate it. Yeah. A
1: Bigfoot uh, and a shadow person. Sounds familiar.
2: So, yeah, like I'm glad you re- recalled the stories. I'm glad you're sharing them with us, and we're getting it out there. So thank you for, for continuing to be a big part of our show.
1: Oh, yeah. All right, guys. I've been the great and powerful mystery.
2: And I've been, oh, yeah, Clone 61 I forgot to tell you how this ties in. Oh,
1: yeah, quickly, quickly.
2: It ties in by just me randomly saying it ties in there's nothing there sorry guys
1: thank you for listening to Crips of the corn podcast please share with a friend you think would like us it's the best way to help our show grow leave a comment rate us a five-star review and remember there's always extra content on patreon slash Crips of the corn.com and don't forget stay magical